coming up on today's episode. People that drink bottled water every day for like consistently never drink their tap, only drink bottled water. They can consume up to a credit card size of plastic in a month. Hey, it's Josh Carey, the hidden entrepreneur. Why is that? Well, I spent 40 years hiding. That's right, showing up in every situation, hiding my true talent, my true ability in exchange for seeking the approval of others. No more of that. I'm now on a mission to help those do exactly what you've always known is possible. This is how it's done. Here I am with Marie Gardiner, otherwise known as Marie the Water Nerd. I absolutely love that. She's a health and hydration coach. Marie, tell me exactly what it means to be a health and hydration coach. Well, I teach people about water. A couple of years ago, I started delving into it and I found out a lot. And now I've taken it to the online world and the offline world. And I teach people all about bottled water, filtered water, reverse osmosis, and even electric water. To what benefit? When you say I teach people about water, what really do I need to know besides I'm thirsty, I drink water, now I'm not thirsty? Exactly. Well, a lot of people think all water is the same. But the problem is, and things that I've realized this is just the tip of the iceberg, is your water is either an oxidant, meaning that it's causing premature aging, it's causing oxidative damage, it's causing cellular stress, essentially, or your water can be a powerful antioxidant. And what that's going to do is it's going to lower inflammation, it makes from anti-aging, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. And yeah, the water we drink is really important. You know, most people say, have said at some point in their life, I'm 74% water. Well, what kind of water are you made of is my question, right? Are you made of quality water or are you made of low quality water? How exactly do you work with people? So in the offline space, I actually run healing trials. So I work in my community. I give people water uh, for two weeks. What I'll do is I'll give them antioxidant water for cooking, for cleaning, or for drinking ask them to let go of all the other waters that they've been drinking up to that point. And then I also take out all the chemicals from their, from their house by giving them eco-friendly non-toxic chemicals or cleaners that I make in my kitchen. So after 14 days, they generally have detoxed and feel a hundred percent better. You've been on a mission to get people off of bottled water. I thought it was about getting people onto bottled water. Little do I know what what is wrong with bottled water. Oh, God, we're again, tip of the iceberg. My that's what I was drinking back when like I was the same as everybody else. I thought all water was kind of the same, you know, and, and I would just drink whatever was available. Now, two and a half years, three years later, I have delved into the chemicals that are actually in bottled water. Uh, I'm putting together something right now where I'm exposing three of the main chemicals that we are drinking on a daily basis. But one thing that I thought was really interesting about bottled water is we underestimate microplastic. And microplastic is actually getting stuck in our kidneys and causing a lot of, a lot of kidney problems, as well as it's 
completely toxic. Um, people that drink bottled water every day for like consistently never drink their tap, only drink bottled water. They can consume up to a credit card size of plastic in a month. So my question for the world is how many credit cards can you fit in your kidney? Because your kidney can't actually filter out this microplastic that you're eating when you're drinking this water. Isn't that something, Josh? Like a credit card. Imagine eating your own credit card. Would anybody do that? <laughs> I was under the impression that bottled water helped us drink more healthy. What am I missing here? I thought the tap was what we were supposed to get away from because that had all the toxins in it. Tap water is not a heck of a lot better, but the problem with the bottled water is most of the time it's just somebody's tap water. Now, you put water into a bottle. This bottle is made out of petroleum, essentially. So oil and gas products, right? So what is happening is the water might not be that bad. Like I have a lot of people that often tell me that they drink Fiji because it's great. I bet you it is in Fiji. But after you put it in a plastic petro-based bottle for 12 to 24 months and ship it around the world in hot and cold climates, what you're finding and what the scientists are finding is this plastic is breaking down. Have you heard about the BPA scam? Tell me. So bisphenol, BP, BPA, BPA-free is on a lot of our plastic. So that's a marketing scam. That's a marketing term. BP is a bisphenol and there are actually 26 bisphenol chemicals in a water bottle. So they take out one BP, BPA, and slap a sticker on it, trying to convince you that the plastic is safe. But the problem is, is the other 25 bisphenols are still in there. And BPF and BPS are in every one of your bottles of water. And that does the exact same thing as BPA, which causes hormonal imbalance, has been linked to hormonal cancers like prostate cancer, uh, breast cancer, has even has links in autism and, and neurodevelopment in children. So BPA free is not, does not mean it's bisphenol free and it does not mean it's safe plastic. So that's you one thing. You got into this a few years ago, certainly dove in head first. I see the passion. I get the mission. What happened a few years ago that caused you to go down this road? Oh, so I was drinking anything that was around. I was traveling in dealerships. I was on the road all the time. So I was drinking whatever was there. Reverse osmosis and those big five gallon jugs in the dealership. Grab a bottle of water, find a filtered water somewhere. I was just drinking any water that was going around. And it got to the point, I was around 40, I think. And I got to the point that I could literally not eat anything without having horrible pains in my stomach, like cramping, laying on the couch, actually crying. And I have a fairly high pain tolerance. I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker, basically. So I ended up going to the doctor, as you do, uh, found out that I, pardon the TMI, had um, IBS that was getting worse. And then I was also exhibiting the first stages of colitis. Um, so that's uh, an upper intestinal disease, I guess. So it was kind of a wake up call for me. I, I didn't want to go down the path of prescriptions and, and doctors. And then eventually like colitis often will lead to surgeries and like, it just gets progressively worse. So I started looking at natural solutions, natural kind of 
you know, that option, what am I doing wrong? And at this point in my life, it was like pretty much everything from eating fast food and drinking terrible water and being stressed out all the time. Um, I found out that I was probably suffering with what was known as oxidative damage, that I had enough oxidative stress in the 40 years that I've been sucking wind and sucking low quality water that I actually gave myself oxidative damage in my intestinal area. So I switched my water and that's where this all happened. Like I ordered this magic machine off online. It showed up on my doorstep. Like I hooked it up to my, to my sink and I just changed my water. It was as simple as that. And within a week, my, the pain in my stomach had almost completely dissipated. Everything changed for me, even just within the first week. Um, And that's when I kind of had a bit of a wake up call that other people were suffering too. And, and that this could be something if it got a little bit more exposure, because I never heard about this, if it got a little bit more exposure, that it might be a really great way to not only change people's lives, but to also help to change the planet too. What are the ailments that people are feeling who might benefit from this? So oxidative damage, oxidative stress, that all happens because we breathe. I don't know if anybody out there, if you've ever heard of that, that kind of facetious joke that we're actually allergic to oxygen and it kills us slowly. Uh, I mean, it's a joke, but there's some truth in it. I think it's like between two and 3% of every breath we take turns into what's known as reactive oxygen species or free radicals. A lot of people know about free radicals because they you know, drink green smoothies and eat blueberries and are trying to get these antioxidants. So what antioxidants do is they fight free radicals. So as we age, we all get this oxidative damage, this oxidative stress. And what it ends up being for most people is a foggy brain, really bad memory, aches and pains, really bad digestion. And then you take all of those little symptoms and you add more and more and more. And what you end up getting, oxidative damage has has roots in Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, age-related cancer, diabetes type 2, even obesity, rheumatoid arthritis, regular arthritis. Every age-related illness that we have that we know of has roots in oxidative damage and stress. That's why when we get older, we get less healthy. <laughs> and what I'm hearing is that if you're feeling any of these things, changing the water slash bottled water that you're consuming can be the solution. Absolutely. I mean, like not only when you change your water, do you stop ingesting things like PFA and all the other bisphenols? There's another thing called PFAS and PFOS. It's another chemical. There's 47,000 different variations of this chemical. And it's being found in over, well, 39 of 100 bottles tested have this chemical in it, in the water, like not just in the bottle, whatever's in that bottle is in your water. So this, this chemical has actually been linked to all of the things that I just mentioned with oxidative damage as well, from cancer, autism, neurodevelopment. It's even been very strongly linked to infertility in males. So when we stop drinking low quality water full of plastic, literally you're eating it and full of toxins and we switch to a high quality water, it sounds so simple, but a lot of people don't know that you literally not only taste the difference, but you feel it when like our bottled water is a very powerful oxidant. 
Like I, I had, if you don't mind me varying a little bit, I went to, I'll tell you a story. I took my mom to a fancy hotel last year and you know, she's traveling with Marie, the water nerd. So we're carrying all of our water up to this hotel because we don't drink bottled water. My mom's 74 years old. So she goes into the hotel and says, oh, look, a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, God, Josh, I nearly slapped it out of her hand. <laughs> but and she was going to drink it because we're just programmed that, that oh, that's that's good. So I took this water home and started testing it. I found that this water, I won't mention where it was from, but it had the name of the hotel and stuff. It was a 675 positive for ORP, for oxidative stress, 675. My water that me and my mom were drinking was a negative 700 for antioxidant. What does that mean? So I literally wouldn't put that bottle of water in my dog or even in my plant. That bottle was so acidic that it showed on that pH scale. Are you familiar with that one where it goes from red all the way up to purple? That bottle of water that my mother almost drank was in the orange red zone. So it was as acidic as what, what I would clean with. That would be the only reason I would use that water in that bottle was possibly to clean with. And they are giving it out like it's something special. And that, yeah, that, that was a big moment. Like we have a cleaner that we make with, with our kitchen appliance here. It's a thousand um, ORP. So a thousand. Um, this bottle was 675. And that thousand is a cleaner that you don't drink. It smells like chlorine and it is one of the most powerful cleaners on the planet it's only a thousand that bottle of water was 675 you are that is dangerous you are certainly living up to your name as marie the water nerd which i absolutely adore i get it i see it who besides you and people like you are actually ready willing and able to talk about this because i'm under the impression that if i ask any of my doctors they're going to blow it off. We do have quite a few doctors in our circle, a lot of natural health practitioners. I think people are ready. Honestly, like, you know, I, I have quite a following and I have quite a lot of interaction on TikTok um, and I talk water there. And, and people fundamentally know a lot of people know our plastic problem. You know, it's not a secret anymore. And I always joke that, ew, bottled water, that's so 2019. <laughs> you know, like people have woken up. And the fact that they want to start to control their own food, they want to start to, to control their water. They don't trust the big, evil, bad corporations anymore with their health. So, I mean, anybody that that wants to take their control back of their water should definitely reach out to me because I can show you how to do that. Prior to becoming Marie, the water nerd, what was your profession? So I was a national sales trainer in retail automotive. So basically I used to go around um, all of Canada, East coast to West coast, and I would train sales teams and host events. So I, I came from the car business. I did about eight years, seven years, some of that range in the car business. I climbed the ladder until I got to the top. And then I realized that I was on a the, on the top of the ladder that I never wanted to be on in the first place. Like super corporate, high pressure sales, high pressure, like, you know, everything was, I was like, just so stressed out all the time. I had the world on my shoulders, basically. <laughs> That's what I did. 
<laughs> There's something so fascinating about hearing you were on the top of a ladder that you never wanted to be on in the first place. So does that mean that you were just working and doing well and working and getting promoted and moving up the ranks? And before you knew it, you were at the top and it wasn't it, it wasn't what you wanted. Maybe it was what I wanted seven years ago, you know, before it. But when I finally got there, I realized that making six figures wasn't the only the only goal in life. You know, like I was making great money. I was I was traveling, but I was working 60, 70 hours a week. Um, I was so stressed out. And yeah, that's exactly it. Like, you know, I just got to the point that I knew I couldn't do this forever. I don't know if you've ever been in that, but my values changed. My goals changed in that in those seven years. So I'm proud of what I did there, but I'm very proud to have jumped off the ladder <laughs> into the water. So it sounds like what what I'm hearing is that you found yourself a success, especially when you got to the top of the ladder. You were at the top of your game. You were making a wonderful financial income, but you weren't emotionally fulfilled. I wasn't happy. Definitely not. I wasn't fulfilled. I yeah, I didn't find happiness in six figures. So, <laughs> and that's, I think that might've been my goal, you know, like as growing up and stuff, I was pretty limited in imagination. I think my goal was six figures, right? Like a lot of us just have like these simple little goals. And, and so I did it. I did it three years in running and then I changed my goal. And what was that moment when you've had enough there to becoming Marie the Water Nerd what was that process of switch like? What took place? I got sick. I, I mean, honestly, that's pretty much it. I, I just, I'm like an energizer bunny. I'll just keep going, go, 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 right? I'm a very, I'm kind of a people pleaser and I'm not proud of that, that label, but I'll just keep going and going and going. And the only thing that really stopped me was the colitis and the IBS and then having to take time off work because I literally could not move. I was in so much pain that that's what stopped me. And that's really sad, really. Like, I, I don't know. You called yourself, you called yourself a people pleaser. Marie Gardiner today is a people pleaser. I am, but at least now I get to make a big difference. I'm still working on it. I'm still kind of growing as a person, as an entrepreneur. Um, but I don't mind pleasing people <laughs> at all when I'm doing it in a way that I really see an impact, not only on their lives, but on, on the environment that they live in. Like we are all influencers. You know, the little old lady that has a machine in my backyard, she's an influencer. She influences her very small circle of people. And, and you know, she teaches in her own way about water. Once people change, they tend to, to tell other people, Hey, I feel better. And they tend to influence their own little circle. And, and that little ripple effect is where I see this water world being so powerful is that all of us are these little pebbles in a very still lake. You made the comment about people pleasing. You said, and I'm not very proud of it. Why do you label it like that? Well, cause you need like, there's a thing I think you have to have that balance when you're doing the, when you're living for others, you really need to put on your own oxygen mask first. Right. And that's why 
I probably had that with, because when I was doing the car business, I was a professional people pleaser. And some days I was a professional scapegoat. If, if things didn't go well, if the boys didn't do good, it was Marie's fault. So that was really, that weighed really heavy on me um, as people pleasing, right? Because I didn't have the control in it. Now that I've grown into Marie the Water Nerd, I'm happy to be a people pleaser. <laughs> I feel like I've said that a lot so far in this uh, conversation, but I'm happy to be that. But now I've gained that confidence where I know what I'm doing is actually making an impact. And then I don't mind. I, then I love to people, please. <laughs> That's what I do for a living now. Tell me what it was like for Marie growing up as a young child. Paint that picture. Uh, so I'm Canadian. I grew up in Nova Scotia on a small island actually called Cape Breton Island off the east coast of Nova Scotia. Um, Nova Scotia is very well known for being not that wealthy. Um, like we, a lot of, like we, there's not a lot of money there. There's not a lot of jobs. It's an Island kind of tucked off into the Atlantic ocean. So it's very survival mode there. Um, culturally, like there's lots of community and that's one thing that I've taken from there that, that I really love is that, that community, um, that wanted to, to play a part in, in that. Um, but growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of money to be honest. And my dad, he used to travel to Alberta where I live now. He used to travel for six months out of the year to go work. And then he'd come home and all this, but my parents were in survival mode and they raised two kids that ended up thinking survival mode was the only way to do it. If that makes sense. So I spent most of, up until I was 40 years old, I was told to just get through it, just survive, just get through, like find a job, settle down, you know, just retire there and just don't make a lot of noise, don't make a lot of waves, which you can see how I've kind of <laughs> built a career now out of making waves. But that was my first 40 years was just get through it. And I had the realization, what's the end game here? If I'm just playing life to just get through it, like what's the prize? Like... <laughs> Does that mean you didn't have dreams and goals? As a kid, we like how we talked a little bit about that. We weren't really raised to think big or to think about dreams and goals. We were raised to think functionally and think of how, what are you going to do? Are you going to be an accountant or are you going to join the army? I was like, what? Like, you do you even know who I am? Like join the army. <laughs> but that's what I was being led to do, right? Is to just get situated in life because my parents came from a spot where money was tight and life was crazy and they wanted their kids. That was their toolbox was to teach us to get a stable job and to just go forward. But that's one stable job. Boom. That's it. Right. Because that was their dream. That was a step up for them because my dad was all over the place and always looking for work and always doing different things that that was their step up. If that makes sense. So I don't blame anything, but I, I stepped up again after well, realizing that that wasn't the final step that I wanted to be on. So where does this next leg of your life go? Where do you go from here? Right now, I am building a passionate group of people, a tribe that's looking to essentially change the world. So right now, I would say I'm responsible personally. Well, me and my team were responsible for stopping approximately 1,300,000 bottles of water not being sold, not being drank, and not being thrown into a landfill. My next goal is 10 million. 
How do we measure these numbers? So I did a little bit of research because that's what I do. Um, I figured out that on an average, every human uses about 160 bottles a year. Now, that's pretty low, in my opinion, because I know people that only drink bottled water and use eight bottles a day. So but that's fine. I went conservative numbers, 167. So I did it. I did the basis on a family of four. And they give away water to maybe four, I think I did the numbers on four other people. So grandma comes over, she leaves with water, that sort of thing, right? So we've got eight people drinking out of one one kitchen appliance. The equivalent of that one appliance over 20 years is 50,000 bottles, if that makes sense. So to get to my 10 million mark, that would be 20 homes that I've got a pledge that they don't drink. Like I have 27 people right now that have completely pledged to never drink another bottle of water again. It's not welcome in their homes. It's not welcome in their lives. They don't travel with bottled water. They don't go camping with bottled water. They don't touch it. So that's how I get to those numbers is 50,000 bottles a machine. And that doesn't even count the eco cleaners because a lot of the, the cleaners that we use um, don't get recycled either. So do you have a, does all this surround a specific product? Yeah. So I work, I work with a water ionizer. I have the hashtag zap your tap. So what happens, it's a little kitchen appliance, probably about the size of a large toaster. And you run water into it from the tap water. It cleans the tap water and then it zaps it with electricity making ERW, electro-reduced water. So what happens, you have one stream of water going into this machine and the electricity breaks the water and it becomes two streams of water. You drink the clean water, you clean with the cleaning water. So you're actually splitting water. It's uh, scientifically, it's known as electrodialysis. But if you're looking to research, research molecular hydrogen, hydrogen water, which is really popular right now, or electro-separated water. You didn't have this level of passion when you were growing up told just to get through life. You made it to the top of the ladder in your automotive career. That passion and desire to succeed wasn't there, yet you achieved it in that world? I did. Now I'm excited about my life. I've never really gotten that, to be honest. Like, I don't know if anybody watching this ever feels this. And this is kind of real. But for 40 years, I wasn't I wasn't raised to be excited about life. You just get through it. Like, like there was no joy, really, in that. And so I got through it. And I got and I won. <laughs> and now, finally, I'm 44 right now. Um, and finally, I am I am exuberantly excited about my life and where I'm going to take this because you're right. The passion, the miss- mission is there. The message is there. The passion is there. And I truly believe people are ready to have a look at small business instead of these big, bad businesses. I mean, it's a simple Google search to find out why it asks, turn around and ask your Alexa or ask your Google, why is Nestle such an evil corporation? It will floor you. Nestle is responsible for millions of deaths in developing countries. And this is all readily available information. Like there's been people boycotting Nestle since the 80s because that's when all of this, this mismarketing and this, this scandal happened where they went over to developing company, countries and were teaching women, poor women, not to breastfeed. 
their breast milk was was terrible, was unhealthy for the baby. It was really heavy handed marketing. They were going to villages with with people to tell these women to stop that it was dangerous, essentially. And then their whole thing was they wanted to switch them over to their baby formula. But they didn't follow through with their education. And these women started mixing baby formula with with contaminated water. Google will tell you that Nestle is responsible for about 1.5 million deaths a year during this entire scandal. That's just a year. But this isn't stuff that we're known that's known about. So that's what I'm out here doing is I'm trying to educate people that small business is the way to go. The water nerds and the water warriors, which is my team, um, they are fighting. They're fighting these big, bad corporations. And I know for a fact, these guys know who I am. So I kind of put myself on the line a little bit to teach people that bottled water has got to stop. For the person listening, if they want to take the next step with you, how should they reach out? You can contact me. I'm Marie the Water Nerd everywhere. So at Marie the Water Nerd on Facebook, on TikTok, if you want to go binge watch some of my videos, that would be cool. Um, You can reach out to me at Marie the Water Nerd at Google or gmail.com. Where else? I'm everywhere and I'm just Marie the Water Nerd. So I'm pretty easy to find. My hashtag is zap your tap or stop bottled water. Stop bottled water will expose a lot of what I'm talking about as far as the chemicals that we're ingesting when we're using these plastic bottles. I really love and appreciate the marketing aspect all of this. I've commented a few times on Marie the Water Nerd. Such a great title. You're there on all social And your hashtags are really wonderful. So congratulations on building that brand, fighting the fight with the mission that you're on. It's really cool to have had this moment with you. Thank you so much. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Doesn't it feel great to start something and finish it? I love that feeling. Here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to my website, joshcarry.com slash podcast, and let me know exactly what you loved most about this episode. What did you learn? What did you discover? What are you going to do next? And I'm going to send you a free gift as my way of saying thanks. I appreciate you taking your time to tune in today. We'll do it again soon.